You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to the Unicorns Are Real Podcast. I'm Aaron and or Erot, whichever you want to call me this week. And today is a solo dolo episode. I know it's been like three or four weeks since I recorded. Um, last, of course, with my close friends, I think was the last episode that you guys got to listen to. But I'm back. Sorry, it took a minute. Been busy. Um, but for my coloring song of the week, because of course we have to start off with those. Um, my color of the week, I'm gonna go with like a light pink. And like the color theory behind light pink is like compassion um being affectionate um feminine is like a very feminine color um i think i got the idea and inspiration well i got the idea let me be more you know i got the idea and color inspiration from like my space i've been making my apartment very feminine or very reflective of me um and then it was a lot of it was inspired, of course, by divine, <laughs> divine feminine. You know, I was thinking about Mac Miller a little bit. And then just like the whole idea of divine, divine femininity. I hope I said that right. It's probably, you know, a little off. <laughs> but um, my song of the week is going to be Closer by, is her name, how do you say her name, Galapole? I think that's how you say her name. I'm hoping I'm saying her name gracefully. It's Galapole. And we're going to insert that right here. Um, I went with Closer by Galapole um, because, I mean, I think the song's meaning is, you know, going beyond yourself, growing towards your destiny, essentially, and loving on yourself and so that you are able to create room to truly love others. So, and that, if I'm growing towards accomplishing what I feel like I'm destined to accomplish, then I'm able to either help others or very, I like very much help myself with accomplishing the goals I set out. So, I mean, I probably said the same thing like 10 different times in two different ways, but that is essentially what I got from the meaning of the song. Um, Hold on, guys. I'm trying to put this thing on do not disturb, but my phone does not like me trying to put it on do not disturb. Um, But 
as you guys know, this is um, kind of a bittersweet. Actually, it definitely is a bittersweet like week so far. I mean, I'm recording this on Tuesday. You guys might hear it on Friday or whatever day you listen to it. Um, I mean, it'll come out on Friday, but sometimes everybody doesn't listen on the day that it comes out. But yeah, it's been a bittersweet week. Um, as you guys know, or I have found out last Friday night, um, it was announced that sorry, that um Chadwick Bozeman um passed away from colon cancer. And when I found out the sadness didn't like instantly hit me, didn't hit me right away. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if it was because I was like in disbelief or just spaced out mentally. Because it's, you know, it's been a lot going on. But I just know waking up Saturday morning, I was just in bed, just all in my emotions. They hit me like a storm. And I was crying in bed um, from the time I woke up. And then those tears transitioned into not really tears of sadness, but kind of tears of joy because like if he was like battling colon cancer or, you know, like not if he was because he was battling colon cancer, I assume going through therapy, I mean, chemo and then doing all these films that he also, you know, recorded in this four year span. I'm sure he was in a lot of pain, but he was like, you know, going through this pain behind the scenes and not in the public eye. So the reason why I was filled with joy is because now he can like rest without being in pain, essentially. And joy because like of the words he left behind. It's not like, it's it's because he did like a great deal of work leading up to this point. Yes, it's very terrible to, to see that he lost you know, passed away so early. And yes, I'm definitely praying for the family because losing husband, I mean, losing anybody is hard, especially like at the rate that the world is going. But like having someone that close to you pass away, I can't imagine how that feels for his wife, for his whole family. Anybody super close to him, I can't imagine. But I'm thinking about all the words that he left behind and the joy that those will bring to not just our generation or, I mean, generations to come because his work essentially made such an impact on all of us. And it's just seeing, you know, that strength the strength that God gave him to like push through it, essentially push through it enough to really leave his mark on this world, push through it enough to really like inspire us all with now knowing what he was actually going through, seeing that and like adding that to the inspiration pot that this man already gives us because Honestly, everything that he's done in these four years. I mean, yeah, his career has been longer than these four years, but like the four years I'm talking like 
seeing what he accomplished while he was battling colon cancer in the late stages at that is amazing. Um, he's like, um, his role, he became his rose essentially. I don't know who, I think, I'm trying to think of which friend I was talking to, but I was randomly talking, discussing Chadwick, like maybe a week or two before, you know, before we got news of his death. Um, we were discussing him because we were we were talking about biopics or whatever. And we were discussing how he really became the character, the roles that he played from playing Jackie Robertson, um, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall. He really like embodied those roles, even like becoming the Black Panther. That's not a biopic. I mean, that's separate. But like how much he embodies the characters that he's playing that he played i think is a testament to his acting capability and me as a film lover and as a lover a lover of the arts essentially like of all arts but like film and acting i love those so much and seeing someone with that much talent it it brings joy to me, even though like now, now thinking about it, it's kind of sad because then, you know, you're not gonna like see anything new from him, you know, but he, he lived, he lived it out. Um, he was like backed by such amazing, like he had so much support and backing in the acting world too from Felicia Rashad, like early on, supporting him when he was at Howard, when her um, teaching classes here and there. And then getting, you know, then having Denzel back him to pursue his acting, Denzel and some other actors, um, but Denzel being one of his more influential um actors that he looked up to seeing that support and then like now um of course like we've seen the speeches all his speeches at like universities press conferences interviews they all are so inspiring and he he spoke with so much convention and it really like made you want to get out and do something great because you want to accomplish something like you got to be great because this man spoke these amazing words into you and that smile and his laugh, just seeing those things and just really being inspired by it. Like he was really, he was really an amazing force to this world. And he is truly, truly, truly is going to like, truly is going to be missed. And I, <laughs> I, I'm glad that we got to have a slither of him, um, a piece of him share with us through the films that he, that he, um, did, um, that he's done. Let's correct my, (laughs) 
English, but that he's done. Like, I'm glad that we got that piece of him and so very thankful for him sharing part of himself with us. Even, you know, like we're not entitled to know everything that people are going through behind the scenes, but you could visually see that it was something that he was going through even like a year ago, like really taking a toll on his body. But he continued to push out his work. So I'm I'm amazed and I'm so thankful. Um, so rest and power and peacefully tag with Bozeman. Um, and thank you so much, so much for all you've given to us. I mean, honestly, we didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve you, but we are so grateful for you. And I'm actually gonna insert a song right here. It's, um, so I had to think really long and hard about this, but then I just settled on something that seemed, it seemed kind of right. I wanna put in Kurt Franklin's, um, like his tribute to Chadwick. They like revamp all the stars from the Black Panther soundtrack. So we're gonna insert that right here. You know when I'm happy, when I'm sad, the only way I know to express myself is through music. And we're all sad right now. Let's go. And I'm back. So um, I'm actually going to move on. Like, I got a lot of little topics to discuss with you guys. I wrote down a crap ton. So I'm essentially, like, interviewing myself. Um, but today's podcast is Solo Dolo Podcast. And usually Jaira likes me to tell stories, but I'm not going to tell a story today. But, um, I'm just going to, you know, interview myself, essentially. So one of the questions that I wrote down was, how do you see yourself and your growth? And this could be, this is how, when I was writing down this question, I was thinking about how, all the ways um, that I think I've grown and the time within this, like, you know, like growth in adulthood or being on my own and like, now growing even more because of the pandemic but I think I've grown in a way that I am able and more equipped to um communicate how I feel I know that when I was younger or like you know not even like when I was younger but because of I guess how I was conditioned and how I was raised I bit my tongue a lot and I held back because I, I was essentially, you know, like most of us probably told to stay in the child's place on, you know, like our, our, it, we didn't feel like, or I didn't feel like my opinion a lot of the time was valid or um, understood or like, you know, I didn't feel like open to express my opinion a lot of the time. I'm not, that's no one's fault. I'm not going to blame neither my, neither of my parents, but it's just some things that sometimes you're conditioned because of the way that you're brought up. 
And I think I've grown or I know I've grown in a way that I communicate a lot better. Um, I speak with, yeah, I'm, I'm just able to express myself a lot better with like anybody, like friends, um, romantic interests, um, job sometimes, sometimes I'm still working on the job thing. I'm, I'm getting better at communicating my ideas. Um, but it's like, you know, it's room, it's room for improvement. Uh, still a little bit of room that I need to, you know, grow with, with that. I need to become more confident in the words that I'm producing. So then I am able to communicate them. Like I can communicate the idea of this work and, you know, verbally express it, however, but it's just like, I have to be confident in the work that I'm presenting. So I will feel a lot better when I'm like describing it and whatnot. So that's that's one way that I've seen my growth. And okay, so the next question is, um, what have you done with this new growth? So I mean, I mean, with the new growth, I've kind of shifted a lot of things in my life around because I'm now able to communicate, able to not just you know let things happen essentially like I just go with the flow I don't just go with the flow all the time um I'm you know now purposeful with the things that I'm doing the things that I decide to put my energy into I'm doing more of that so that's what I'm doing with my growth as an individual <laughs> um Oh, it says, okay, then my next question, I guess I should have like read through these questions because my next question is, how has your communication changed? I mean, I just expressed how my growth, like the growth that I've had <laughs> over these years, um, <laughs> my communication has changed because I'm, I'm, I'm able or I feel more comfortable with expressing my needs, my wants all of that, I feel better in the place of getting these ideas in my head, like out. And, you know, like when I disagree with things, a lot of the time I still, I still do it. I still do it. So I'm not like completely, you know, completely free from it or free, you know, like great at it just yet. But like, I'm able to communicate what I dislike. Um, I do still bite my tongue in order to spare some people's feelings because I do believe that you can't just, I mean, although you want to tell people the truth, you can't just be harsh to people just because. So I try not to just be harsh. I try to make sure that I communicate it like how I feel, but in a way that it kind of mends their heart. But not in a way that it like mends their hearts, but they don't grow from it. Like I want them to grow if I have, if I feel some type of way about something that, I mean, they can take it or leave it, but I just want, like, I feel like I'm able to communicate um, more efficiently and effectively uh, all while being able to express why I feel this way. And I just, 
I, I said efficiently. So we're just going to go with communication has become more efficient. Yeah, that's how my communication has changed. <laughs> okay. Um, the next question is, how have your relationships changed? So my relationships in relation to my growth, they've shifted a little bit, quite a bit. Um, you know, like we've had, I've had, well, growing and leaving behind like old things of the past, um, old ways, old mindsets. Um, you kind of, you kind of lose some people or I think you grow a distance between yourself and others because you're, you're in this or you feel like you're going upward and sometimes you don't really see the growth from others and you just want them to catch up, but you can't force them to catch up or change. You just have to give, leave them room so that they're able to grow. And if you guys, you know, the distance starts to close in a little bit, you guys grow closer again, it's just a cycle. So I'm hoping, well, I pray that it's a cycle with some of the people that I've grown a little distant from. I hope it's a cycle and that maybe in the future we'll grow back together because everybody would have worked on themselves and have grown enough where everybody can now relate and be like, oh, I see why this decision was made or, oh, yeah, I can see how we bumped heads here and everybody's able to like, you know, verbalize that and also recognize um, whatever they had to do for themselves to grow, like are able to see that, hey, I had to grow in this area and then this area too. And then I can see how this area of my life or whatever, how that kind of bumped heads because you were doing this, you know, just able, like I can see like relationships have changed because I think it's, created a distance but it also created a purposeful distance because I think everything or I believe everything just you know happens in its divine order um you're just not always gonna keep the same people around you all throughout your life sometimes you are blessed and lucky to have that structure but sometimes you have to have things shifted in order for you to grow as an individual and then recognize how, hey, I could I was wrong in this situation. You know, recognize little things. You're able to do that more once you have like a a shift or a restructuring. So that's how um, my relationships have changed. Um, and now like like now we're gonna like shift it towards like more art focused or art driven because of course unicorns are real podcasts it's all about the arts and that's what i i am i'm a creative to the core um and i was having a conversation with one of my friends um friday and then they were kind of giving me ideas of course to like help me with topics because solo dolo episodes like although i can talk to myself all day i just wanted to be like 
I just want the listeners, wherever the listeners are, who I mean, you listeners, um, I want you to be able to like take something away from it or like gain some type of insight. But even if I mean, even if you don't, I mean, that's fine too. <laughs> um, it's just whatever. It's like it's a way for me to express myself, but I also want the things I say to be purposeful or purposely driven in a sense. Um, so like shifting the focus towards the creative as um aspect of myself. Um do and then going back to how they helped me with the topic. I, I, I fall down rabbit holes and unintentionally. Um but they um, asked the question, um, do others influence your creativity? For me, um, I would say yes. Others influence my creativity um, because I, I am driven like creatively when, I'm, when I want to create or when I have the need to create something mo- more than likely inspired me earlier that day or earlier that week, I saw something, someone, someone inspired me in that way. Like I I drive off a of muse sometimes. Like I don't like to be a person, I don't like to be an artist who needs a muse, but sometimes I can see why I need those muses. I need that inspiration to come to me. Like I'm not, like yes, I'm creative all the times, but I'm driven off of a muse when I want to actually create, create any type of art, painting, um, take picture. I mean, photography, <laughs> like taking pictures. Yeah. Um, or graphic design. I have to be inspired to do those things. Like I would want to do it if I'm not inspired and I don't have a vision. I feel like I'm able to do it in the way where I will be satisfied with the end results. Like I can pick up a pen and draw something, but if there's no inspiration behind it, it's probably not going to be the great, greatest thing I've seen <laughs> or like, you know, something that is motivating or like something that might inspire others, you know? So yes, others influence my creativity. So I would have to like, for the creatives that listen to this, like think of ways, um, Think of yourself and like do other inspire your creativity. And in what ways do they inspire your creativity? So, and then like we go into like the next one, it's like, do you pay attention to how others will perceive your work? Um, when I create, no, if I'm inspired, well, yes and no. I'm like, if it's like, the work that I'm going to put in front of others, yes. Like last year, actually, yeah, yesterday, like yesterday of last year, <laughs> like August 31st, well, when you guys listen to Monday, um, August 31st last year, Asia and I had our um, first gallery show. And um, it was called Blah Delore or Dolor. I think it's Dolan. Um, but it was essentially about like all our pieces were shaped around the mood of being 
you know, blue, sad, depressed. Um, so all of those words that we created for that show, a lot of the words that I created, like I did mitts. I mean, my photography was my main. Then I did a couple paintings here and there. But the photography was my main. So that was my main focus. And I was very much concerned of how people would perceive the art. Because, like, on one hand, I had a, a person who I wouldn't consider a friend anymore, but a person who I've known for years. Um, he kind of, like, posed, and, like, all, all of his shots were, like, black and white, and he posed and implied new, but it was, like, giving him a vulnerable softness and... You know, a lot of the times we don't see men vulnerable, soft, um, very, or black men specifically in these like soft scenes. But even though like my vision wasn't like, in my opinion, because I'm super hard on my work, um, wasn't, I I guess, um, uh, uh, I didn't achieve the softness that I wanted because of course like I, I picked somebody who wasn't a model and even though I can direct you I still can't pull everything out of you so it was like you know points of like the people who the audience liked the work but you know I still like ah I could have did something differently and then I had this like coffee shop series with these Two girls, one being my friend, Morgan. You guys heard her on the last episode. Then the other being her friend. And I wanted to, like, create this scene, or I created this scene where, okay, both of them are going through things mentally because, you know, the whole show is about being sad and um, depressed and feeling and feelings of isolation. So... I created them and this, like, I shot them individually and you will see them, like, totally spaced out. You can be in a crowd of playful and you can have probably had a happier mood earlier in the day. And then you just have a moment where you now feel isolated, even though you're supposed to be totally engaged with the other person. Like, the centerpiece between them having their individual shots were... Like, and then, like, how I shot their individual shots, you can see the other one in the shots, the other person. So it'll be one scene or one shot will be of Morgan and then over her shoulder as she's spaced out. You can see, um, I can't, for, I can't remember her name right now, but her friend trying to have an active conversation, right? And then Morgan is just completely just out there. And then, in another shot, you can see Morgan now engaging in a conversation with her friend. And then her friend is spaced out because even though you're with somebody, you can still feel isolated and alone. Or you still have these moments of sadness because you can't you can't determine when that moment is going to happen because sometimes it just hits you. And so that was shown in the in those like four shots and then in the centerpiece you can see like they now 
they're both in their mood and they've created this distance between themselves because the other shots, they seem like a lot closer. But then when you go to this wide shot, you see them completely separated, like almost in two different spaces. And then right in the middle of them is this softness, it's a flower, or it's like um, a vase full of flowers. Not full of flowers, but like a couple flowers. But that adds just like another element to the picture because it kind of gives it kind of like life, even though they have these like dead kind of depressed moods, you have this life in the middle. Even with the tree that was outside the window of the coffee shop we were film like shooting in, you still you still have that added element. So I was concerned of how those would be perceived with people. And they the people enjoyed them. And then I was just like, oh, I feel like I didn't do enough work. I should have did more. We spent this money to have this gallery space and we got all these people here and they're spending money and I just want them to enjoy. Yeah, it was like a lot. So yes, if I'm creating work with the intention for others to consume it, then yes, I am concerned with how they perceive it. But if I'm just creating for myself, no, I'm not concerned how others will perceive my work. And if I want to post it, I'm just going to post it. And I will gladly be like, oh, yeah, that's cute. Or if I ask you to critique my work, then I just want critiques. It's not more, it's not about your opinion, but it's like, how would you do something differently to this work? Not more so like, oh, what was the meaning behind this? It's not that. It's just more like mechanics and I guess like objective views or subjective. Subjective. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My mind is like running blank. <laughs> but, um, and then it says, um, one of my questions to myself was, do they dictate your create uh, your creative process? When I assume they as other people, do other people dictate my creative process? And I would say no. No, they don't because like what people other people are doing that doesn't matter to me. But like my creative process is I need to be inspired and then I'm able to work. If I'm not inspired, I'm not able to work. And if I feel like just like I'm doing the same thing and routine, I feel brain dead. I'm not really fully creatively expressing myself, then I'm not going to like the work or I'm not going to feel motivated to do the work. And the work is not going to come out to the best like to my liking so no no others don't dictate I kind of dictate the whole process um and the next question is are you only creative creating to gain the gaze of others no I'm not creating to gain the attention from others I don't know why I use gaze <laughs> um I'm not creating with the sole purpose that others will see my work. I'm creating for myself and to express myself. Um, and I think sometimes artists or creatives as a whole need to, um, we need to take a moment to think, or, or, am I creating this work for me? Am I creating this work only to get attention? 
am I creating this work to just really, you know, just get some feelings out there, the commission work, all of this. We got to think of all these things in order to like fully get our work done and process what we have to do in order to, you know, um, express ourselves creatively. <laughs> and then it says when you're actually, I mean, when your art actually is for you. And your engagement is, ooh, Aaron, I got terrible handwriting, y'all. When is your art actually for you and your enjoyment versus when others come into play? I think all my art is for me and my enjoyment. And others only come into play when I'm trying to get work. So <laughs> when I'm trying to um get some type of money that's the only time that work or art comes into play in my opinion that's the only time that i think work comes i mean others come into play is when i'm trying to just get some stuff done yeah for others like purposely trying to get stuff done for others So that's the only time that I think of others, but other times everything else is done for me. Me, 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 me. And I think that's how everybody should go about it. Like everybody should go about their work. Just create for yourself. And if like you love or fully enjoy the process of you creating, then nine times out of ten, somebody else will really like it um, because you put your all into it. You created it for yourself and you created this amazing work for yourself. And then others will just be like, yo, that's actually pretty dope. I want that. I want to enjoy that. Yes, let me take that. Or like, OK, so I created some like wall pieces for my house. Or not my house, my apartment space, whatever, for my space. These like yarn pieces to hang just because I need it. I need art on my walls, according to my friends. Because I like a little, I like sometimes a blank canvas, but I can see how art can make a space really pop. <laughs> but I've created these wall pieces that I still haven't hung up. But like it was so, it wasn't, it was fun creating them. But then like, I mean, it also became fun because it's like now it's like, oh, I can make money off of these because like people started hitting me up like, oh, can I have one? Oh, that's so nice. I want one. Can your next one be hanging up in my apartment? Yeah. If you pay for the supplies and my labor. <laughs> but yeah, but those were like fun things that I didn't create with the intention that, hey, people might want these. I created because. I needed them up. And while I was doing it, ideas started flowing of how to do the next piece. Like I created one piece and looked at a little bit of inspiration off of that one. And then the second one, just literally whatever came to mind, I started like taking scraps from the first piece and then adding to the other one. I added a little beats to the second one. It was just like, I started to really open up like, oh, that sparked this. Oh, I should try that. Oh, if I post this, then maybe I'll get attention. And then in the future, 
maybe I will want to create these for other people. And then I that's a way for me to create um money, like some revenue. <laughs> um but that's how most creatives work. They create something and then like, oh, I can profit off of this. And or like later on think I can profit off of this, maybe. I mean, some people just create to recreate. They don't create for a profit. They just create because they love what they're doing. But if you love what you're doing, why not get paid for what you love? Right? That's how I see it. Get paid for what you love to do. And then then you're smooth sailing after that. So that's that's what I see. I'm I don't know. I'm just going off of like going on down a rabbit hole, just trying to think of some ways that you know I just love creating different things and I have my hands usually in so many different things and hey it, it sometimes it's just whatever falls in my lap and sometimes whatever falls in my lap kind of comes out kind of pretty good and you're like wow I should do this often and that's how other things get created <laughs> Moving on to the staying fly segment. Um, as you guys know, the staying fly segment is all about our is our mental health segment or my mental health segment. Since I'm alone, I don't know why. I just say our. I'm so used to it. But it's our mental health segments, ways that we stay mentally sane, especially during COVID, and then having all these people die within this year. This year has been. Taken like, oh, it's had it's put on our necks. <laughs> Where it seemed like it's been six years in one year, even though it's only been like <laughs> maybe been in this for like six months of quarantine <laughs> or six months of like you know things, our world kind of being shifted, but. Um, so ways that I stay fly, um, was being around, like I stayed fly this week by being around family. Again, uh, I celebrated my little brother's birthday, my little brother's and my little cousin's birthdays this weekend, this past weekend, which was, which was fun. Like just seeing my grandparents, my grandparents, my grandma called me. Uh, maybe a week, a week ago, and was like, I haven't seen you in a month of Sundays. And then in my head, I'm like, because I'm trying to protect you. I don't know who I've been around. I don't want to expose you to some germs. And, you know, just like, I don't know, just being fearful for no reason. But um, not for no reason, because like COVID's a serious thing. But, you know, I, I shouldn't be led by fear um of getting you know but I'm not gonna I'm still gonna be cautious like I still wasn't like under them and I still like wore a mask at some parts you know some parts did not we were outside like we took the we were outside and pretty like separated spaced out but like seeing them being around them I love my younger siblings so I got to see them and my little brother is just growing up so fast y'all like, my little brother, a.k.a. my big baby number one, because my little sister is my big baby number two. Um, He likes to refer to me as his little sister because 
him and his sister are, <sighs> they're taller than me. I'm a little shorty, you know. I hail here at 5'4", and they are large children. I don't know what to tell you. They're large. Um, but yeah, he's growing up so fast. Next year, he'll be 21. Who I'm um so shook by that. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, oh, he's going to be 21 next year. Oh, my God. I'm getting old, but he's also, like, catching up to me. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to actually, you know, catch up with me. But, like, whew, the gap now seems, like, smaller because then next year he'll legally be able to do a lot more. Oh, I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready. Because then little baby number two or big baby number two, um, she gonna be, she's like right behind him. She's a year younger than him. So she's turning 19 this year. And then next year she'd be 20. And then I'll be panicking in 2022. Like, dog, she's 21. Why? <laughs> Tell the babies to slow down. But I'm so excited for them and their futures. Honestly, I love those kids. Well, they gonna, they grown, they grown-ish now. But I love them. And... I can see, I can see, like, they just, they're just going to be great, man. I'm so excited for their futures. I want them to slow down because I don't want to get old, but I'm going to get old regardless. But, you know, just slow down a bit. Let, let big sis relax. Um, but um, hopefully, you know, they, I'm praying they have kids before me. I just want to be auntie first. I want to be auntie before I become a mama. Even though they trying to wish they they're constantly trying to wish babies on my womb, um, like I don't want to wish babies on them while they're in school, but you know they'll be graduating soon, and then I can wish all the babies I want on them. Is it raining? No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I'm I I'm paying attention to something that I shouldn't. Um. I am going to go back because like, okay, so you guys know on this podcast, we do roses. We hand out roses because, and we started this or we came up with this idea. Um, well, I, yeah, I, I think it was like a joint effort of us coming up with this idea kind of like after Mac Miller passed because like we started this podcast, not like we started this podcast after he passed. Yes, we did. But it was in the works before he passed. But, like, him passing kind of inspired us for this segment because you really want to give people roses while they're still here to smell the roses. And Chadwick, luckily, you know, was able to receive a lot of his roses while he was still here with us. Um, so this is why we created this segment because we want people to feel celebrated and um, feel love while they're still able to feel love or feel it and be able to express it back or feel it and pass it on to some others or like, you know, express love to others and allow others to see themselves in the way that, you know, we see them, I guess. But this week I want to hand out roses. Well, I might hand out like a small bouquet. 
Okay, maybe a flower shop to each of the people. So I'm going to hand out roses to Kira Sheard. Um, shout out to her. Amazing, amazing woman. And I think it was on a um, live where I had talked about how she was one of my, like, one of the women that influenced me because I just love her energy. I love how loving she is to be around. I love how ready she is and to, like, help you, like, accomplish your dreams. Um, if you got an idea, how open she is to listen to the idea. Um, I just love that about her, that godly spirit about her, of course. And, you know, congrats. You know, she'll be soon. Mrs. Kelly, um, she's engaged right now. So I'm happy. I'm ecstatic for her. Like, I've been happy for her since, like, they announced the engagement. So I'm just, I'm so overjoyed. I'm so filled with joy to see, you know, her married, to see how their their marriage plays out. It's going to be amazing. I know it is. So I'm happy for them. But yeah, just like her work ethic, um, she deserves all the roses. Um, it's just, just like, you know, the godly nature, man. She She really be pushing it. And she begins stuff done, determined. I love it. I love her. And then I want to give the roses to the Clark sisters. Um, they just did their um, the Clark sisters experience concert, virtual concert. And although I'm, I missed it, I saw clips of it, and I know it was phenomenal. And I saw all the people talking about it online and they had a blast watching it. And then Kier also, to tie into those, their roses, Kier directed a lot of the scenes from the show or directed the show as overall, which shows that now she's got this director's hat. She has this vision. She's pushing it. Boss lady. So amazing works from them. Of course, they've been amazing. They're, they've been incredible um they're so sweet especially first lady um but yeah they're uh, absolutely phenomenal and um then i want to give roses to old producer but Brittany and the whole team that i'm going to be working on this project with this weekend um i'm super excited for the project so I really want to shout out to them and how much work they've put into this project so far with like move boards, um, playlists, everything to get the creatives that they got on board into the whole feel of their vision. I think that is so amazing. And I wish I could name off the whole team, but it's a lot of people. It's a lot of creatives in this project. I know Brittany's the main one of the main ones, but of course she's not by herself. She has partners um, on this project because it's not just her vision, it's a collective vision. And I just want to give them all a bouquet, a flower shop. I'm super excited to be shooting. I I really like, I wasn't nervous until like, now like talking about it out loud. Uh, now I'm a little bit nervous, but I think I'm pretty calm. I'm excited. 
I know the, their vision and then I know how I want to represent their vision through my eye. And I'm I'm just I'm just ready to shoot. I haven't shot anybody creatively in a minute and doing something for myself, but also for others like it's like creative um, collaboration. But like doing that and being able to like kind of be myself and like create on my own time and create for me, essentially, and then share it with others. Um, it's always great, and I I'm a, I'm super stoked about this shoot this weekend. I'm probably not happy that Friday we're gonna be waking up early. I'm I'm not happy about that, but like <laughs> when you guys listen to this, um, the probably the episode will probably gonna be that when I um head out to shoot because they want us there at like I think six thirty. Oh, too early for me, y'all. And I took the day off. I'm not ready. (laughs) But I just know it's going to be an incredible project. And I can't wait to see it all together. And I want to just make sure that they smell smell the roses, honestly. Feel the love for me. I'm trying to throw it as best as I possibly can. Like, feel this love. Take it. Take my love. Um... (laughs) Y'all probably thought that was weird. And my neighbors also probably thought it was weird. I mean, these walls are paper thin. I know they hear me. <laughs> but I want I want the love to be, you know, felt, honestly. Hope you guys receive these roses well. Um, and then okay, we're gonna wrap up the show here. I'm under an hour, and I think that's really good. I think that's really great. I mean, I might be at an hour by the time I get done with this final impression. (laughs) But the last thing I want to leave with you listeners um, is to, you know, be mindful of what what you say or do to others. Like you truly never know. And I, and this can, this is definitely inspired by Catwick and probably all the like things that have gone on in the world because you you never know what others are going through and this is like a daily testament or regular testament of how you should carry yourself on a regular because you don't know what people are going through everybody in the world is fighting some battles that aren't seen by everybody some unseen battles and I think you should um honor and respect that you know that everybody's going through something like the world doesn't revolve around you doesn't revolve around your situations you never know they can be on the edge and you just never know so just like opening yourself up to love to be accepting of others to you know truly like um be empathetic and be a human per- a human being and <laughs> sympathetic too. Um, just that whole whole thing, you know, real well rounded and not, you know, not picking on any- anybody and not being mean just because. 
I think it, I think that is like the biggest takeaway or the large, yeah, the biggest takeaway. It's just to, you know, mind your business when you need to, um, help when you need to, and like, you know, support when you, like helping and supporting is the same thing, but like support, like truly support when you need to. And just not pick, you know, just be kind. Just be kind, y'all. Do things with, keep love in mind and do things with love. And if you, if it's not with love, don't do it. If it's not in your spirit, do it in that moment with love. Just don't do it. Don't just force yourself to do things that you're not fully devoted to or like, not just do don't do things you don't love. I'm sorry, I'm starting to stumble. <laughs> but this is gonna be the end of the podcast. I truly thank you guys for listening. Um, you guys always deserve roses, of course. I hope that people are loving on you guys today and forever. So I love you guys. Continue to listen. Um, of course, this is a, a Detroit is different podcast. Around <laughs> Detroit is different after dark. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, probably everywhere there's podcasts. <laughs> probably go to those four first. Um, you know, like, subscribe, give a five star rating. Um, follow us on Instagram at Unicorns Are Real Podcast. And that's R as an A-R-E, not the letter R. Um, and, you know, DM me, talk to me, ask me questions. If you want to be on the podcast, reach out because I'm terrible at reaching out, but I want to be better. I really do want to be better because I want you guys to listen to other people talk besides me. And thank you. Like, really thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. And then if you want to talk to me personally, you know, you can just click on the Unicorns RL page. And then you can go to my personal page, which is Aaron Just Alex, and you can talk to me there too. Anyway, if you want to talk to me, you are able. So thank you guys for listening. Bye. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify.